I'm Beth Hockberger, CPA, CGMA, and today we're going to talk about why Silicon Valley Bank is a warning for your business treasury management. So in case you did not hear, last week Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. They're saying it was pretty much the biggest uh, U.S. bank failure since the 2008 financial crisis. Uh, if you weren't around back then or if you just try to push it all out of your memory, uh, that was a different financial crisis that involved a lot of problems in the mortgage industry. Uh, a little bit different here with Silicon Valley Bank. Basically, for those of you who are not familiar with the bank, and if you're not in the tech world, you probably aren't, you probably never even heard of it, but a lot of tech startups and uh, venture capital backed technology companies use this bank to <laughs> an amazing extent they use this bank. Uh, I think I read something like they've got uh, almost half of all venture backed tech companies in uh, the country are banking with them. Now, is that a problem? Maybe not if they're diversified properly, but it appears that Silicon Valley Bank was not in fact diversified properly. Uh, there was a bit of a bank run uh, over last week, the last couple of days. That means that basically people were being told, hey, pull your money out of Silicon Valley Bank, right? Go get your, your, your cash out. And generally, I would say most businesses don't keep all their money in one bank, but I think the problem here was that for a lot of tech companies, they did have all of their money in this bank. So when they started pulling out very large amounts of cash, it basically created a bank run. Um, now what happened was the uh, FDIC came in and took over the bank, right? It's good news. It's bad news. It's good because it means the, um, the FDIC is going to insure deposits, but deposits are really only insured up to $250,000 at an individual bank. In this case, you had these startup, these venture backed startups that might've had, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in their one bank account. And that's where this became a problem because as they started all pulling their cash out, the bank didn't have that cash on hand available to deal with all of that money coming out all at the same time. Uh, and it, it really became an issue. Now, the reason this also affected the crypto markets is that Circle, who's the backer of the USDC, right, the stable coin, uh, they had 3.3 billion out of their 40 billion of cash reserved at that bank as well. So, it really, it, it became an issue. Uh, they dropped that USDC peg all the way down to 88 cents. It's supposed to be a do dollar. It's supposed to be a dollar. But in this case, um, with such a, a cash shortage, they weren't able to maintain that. Now, this all sounds very doom and gloom. The reality is that come Monday, which is today, uh, everyone's supposed to be made whole, right? The FDIC's insuring depositors uh, up to 250k. The remaining funds are supposed to be available as a special dividend, whatever that means. And none of it is supposed to be considered a bank bailout. 
good news, I guess, for taxpayers. We'll see if that's really good or not. But how does this all affect all the rest of us, right? Those of us who are not VC-backed, those of us who just are running their business day in, day out. Well, it's really, really important that your treasury management, which is a really fancy sounding term, but it just means your cash management is handled appropriately, right? If you've got over $250,000 in cash sitting in a bank, in one bank, you might wanna consider using multiple banks, right? It can be annoying sometimes, sure, but money moves around fairly quickly. I personally use, I think like five or six different banks not all of them get used extensively, but I do have relationships with multiple banks. So if something should go sideways with one of these banks, the others would still be there. I would be able to move money around, hopefully. Uh, and I don't generally keep 250000 or more in a bank account. I just don't operate that way. Uh, but that's not how every business operates. Some businesses move large amounts of cash around or need to keep large amounts around uh, for short periods of time. So you have to be really careful of the bank that you're using for these kinds of transactions. And this is actually something that we can help clients with. Uh, we can help you develop other banking relationships and not all banks are created equal as this is showing us. You know, sometimes it's convenient to use the really big banks, but you're gonna have to jump through some hurdles sometimes Real specialty banks could be great, but as you may see, sometimes they're not necessarily run in the best way possible. Uh, and sometimes, you know, we got to think about when you're taking funds from investors and they come with strings like you have to bank with a specific bank. Well, <laughs> you got to weigh your pros and cons. Uh, hopefully everybody gets made whole from this whole situation. Hopefully we don't see a any further real bank collapse. There was one other bank, the name is escaping me at this exact moment, uh, but another bank, I believe is in New York, that was also highly involved in the tech industry that had some problems, but hopefully it all stops here and everyone is made whole. So if you're looking for some help with your cash management, if you need some introductions for banks, reach out, drop a message, happy to help small businesses uh, make sure they stay in business, right? That's what we're really, what we're trying to do. We're trying to help our small business clients grow and thrive and uh, hopefully better news tomorrow, right? And that's it for me, guys. We'll see you next time.